0: From the brains behind Brains On, this is the Moment of um. Um, 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 um. Moment of Um comes to you from APM Studios. I'm Vivian, the deep-sea viperfish. Uh it's not always easy being a highly successful business fish like me. When you live deep, deep in the ocean like I do, life comes at you pretty fast. Why, just yesterday I had a day chock full of important meetings. I talked with the Lantern Fish Association about turning their bioluminescent lights down after 11 p.m. I reviewed the quarterly krill budget. I must have answered a hundred sea mails. All my friends say, Vivian, how do you do it? How do you handle it? handle such a high-pressure lifestyle. And to them, I say, it's all about work-life balance. Although when Julian asked the same question the other day, I think he was thinking of a different type of pressure.
1: Hi, my name is Julian, and I am from Winona, Minnesota. My question is, if our bodies can't handle the pressure at the bottom of the ocean, how can an anglerfish or a dragonfish's body handle it? So the main problem with living at the bottom of the ocean is that there's a whole bunch of pressure down there. So you can think of living at the bottom of the ocean as having more than 16,000 elephants standing on you. Hi, my name's Dr. Keegan Lutek, and I'm an aquatic biologist. So the first thing that's really important if you're gonna live at the bottom of the ocean is that you don't have a lot of air inside you. Most fish have a gas bladder that helps them regulate how buoyant they are, so how well they float in the water. Fish at the bottom of the ocean don't have this gas bladder so it doesn't expand and contract as they move up and down in the water column and pressure changes. The second thing is those gases can also be in the blood of a fish. And if your blood ends up with little bubbles that get larger, that can expand the vessels that are carrying that blood around the fish, and that can create problems like swellings of the body or the eyes or other sort of delicate tissues. And so most fish that live at the bottom of the ocean tend to stay at the very bottom of the ocean and not move up higher into the water column. And the last piece is that if your tissues are going to be under high pressure, you need to have something that keeps them still moving and working in the way that they need to move and work. And to do that, fish that live in the deep sea have different enzymes and proteins that stabilize those different tissues and allow them to move the things that they need to move. So molecules, oxygen, blood around the body effectively.
0: Um, um, um. It's not just my stellar work ethic and go-getter attitude that helped me survive down here. My enormous eyeballs and glowing bioluminescent spots along my belly help me to see in these dark, murky waters. I have a special fin on my back with a glowing tip that I use to attract prey, and then I nab it with these long, elegant fangs. Living deep under the ocean is totally worth the extra pressure from the literal tons of water above me, but also from the job market. It's a fish-eat-fish world out there, but down in the deepest layers of the ocean, there are fewer predators around. I like it that way. It really means I can focus on my career. Oh, sorry, that's my shell phone. I gotta take this. Hello, Vivian Viperfish speaking. If you like this episode, take a second to subscribe to Moment of Um wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to shed more light on animals who can glow, check out the Brains On podcast, where we have a whole episode all about bioluminescence. If you have a question, well, we'd love to help you answer it. Drop us a line by going to brainson.org slash contact. See you next time, and the next day, and every weekday. Until then, Um. Let's not let our competition off the hook. Together we'll navigate these waters and emerge as the top fish in the industry. <laughs>